Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our daily podcast, We Go For It. We're sharing stories and observations for the boldly aspiring. This podcast is brought to you by Norman and Advancing Life Projects. Let us help you advance your life project. In this podcast, we embark on a transformative exploration of personal growth and development in order to improve and enhance the results we are getting in whatever worthy endeavor we have seriously chosen and are committed to. Thanks for joining us today. It is Monday, October 16th, and we are sharing our 365-day Best Wishes for You series. These are wishes that I want for everybody I care about. I I, I want them for myself, so of course I want them for you. And this is episode 66. Our wish of the day is, may you consent to let your own uniqueness unfold and to let that which is attracted by your uniqueness manifest in your life. We have this term uniqueness and I think it might turn a lot of people off because, well, we have become so used to the term the average person, the regular person, the normal person, and those people that we see as celebrities, as stars, as superstars, they're not average. We're average. You know, I I take issue with that. I believe there is no average person. What we do have, however, are some extraordinary people just getting average results. Now, I prefer to quote the late, great Pulitzer Prize-winning historian Studs Terkel, who coined the term the uncelebrated person. That's it. I've mentioned it in in a previous episode, but it's not that we're... It's not that we're average, it's that we're uncelebrated. And there are so many unique, incredibly passionate and fulfilled and successful people who are not so celebrated or who are uncelebrated. And it is my firm belief that we all have great reservoirs of talent and ability, uniqueness, and it is our mission in life to figure out what that is and then to leverage it and to use it and to place ourselves at the service of others through our gifts. Now, how unique are we? Well, I'm going to digress a bit, but I really, I remember I read this book and it really hit me because it was a book about... (laughs) (laughs) I'd say half of which I didn't understand. A lot of science. It was a science book. And the title of the book is Quantum Enigma, Physics Encounters Consciousness. And it was that, that line that drew me to the book. And it was written by the physicists Bruce Rosenblum and Fred Kuttner. It's a masterpiece it really started getting me thinking about things. And I'm not going to get into the actual content of the book itself in terms of its, um, what can we say, its premise about consciousness and how quantum mechanics and quantum physics seems to push 
the notion, the inevitable notion of a consciousness, a an overriding consciousness. I'm not going to get into that, but there was a section in the book that really held my attention, which was talking about the odds of you. In other words, what are the chances of you even existing? And I'm going to, I don't usually do this, but I'm going to just read a little, a little excerpt from it because I think it's just fascinating. And there are two parts that I'd like to share with you. And we're going to, the first part's going to talk about the universe. And this is how they explain the probability of there being a universe that can support life. And they go on to say, to produce a universe resembling one in which we can live, the Big Bang had to be finely tuned. How finely? Well, theories vary. According to one, if the initial conditions of the universe were chosen randomly, there would only be one chance in ten to the 120th power. That's one with 120 zeros after it that the universe would be livable. Cosmologist Roger Penrose has it vastly more unlikely. The exponent he suggests is 10 to the 123rd power. Well, by any such estimate, the chance that a livable universe like ours would be created is far less than the chance of randomly picking a particular single-out atom out of all the atoms in the universe. Wow. Talk about something that shouldn't have happened. Talk about a unique becoming. And then we go on to the second part. Here's another analogy from the book. Consider how improbable you are. The improbability, someone with just your unique DNA being conceived. Millions of your possible siblings were not conceived. And now go back a few generations. With those odds, you are essentially impossible. You are essentially impossible. Don't tell me that you're not unique and that you don't have tremendous abilities and talents and skills and just oozing potential. Don't tell me that, especially when we realize that probably none of us should even be here. <laughs> we're, we're, we're so improbable. I mean, what are the odds of you? You know, we need to figure out who we are. You know, we spend so much time trying to become something when we don't even know who we are. How can you be thinking about, well, I want to become this. I want to become a different person when you don't even take the time to figure out the person that you are now with all the gifts and all the good stuff that you have. You know, we all have different aspects that are unique to us. I like to call those the intangibles. And I, I keep hearing over and over stories from people that I work with, from colleagues and clients who talk about the, the great dilemma where, you know, like they get this recipe from grandma and I'm talking about food now, right? And they get this recipe and they, 
you know, because because grandma made this dish, whatever it might be, really well, and they they loved it, and they want to recreate it, <clears throat> and they have grandma's recipe. They wrote it down. She gave it to them. Whatever. She didn't hold back. Okay, before you say anything, they didn't. She didn't hold back and keep a, an ingredient out. No, this is grandma. She loves them. She loves you. And <clears throat> when they tried to when they tried to recreate the recipe. It was good, but it wasn't grandma's. Something was missing. And they could never really figure it out. And, you know, I, I choose to believe that we all have a lot of these intangibles. Those little, I don't know, that, that little pixie dust, you might call it, that we bring to the table. And we sprinkle on whatever it is we're doing. That magic that only we can bring to the table that only we can do you know i remember the the late great eddie van halen of van halen fame the 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 rock group from the 70s and early 80s and you know whenever he played guitar you knew it was him he had his own signature sound he was unique and he would sometimes, I mean, you know, these guys, if you read the, if you read any books about them, there's some really good ones out there about Van Halen. And, you know, they spent, I don't know, what, five years, I guess, you know, playing the clubs, learning hundreds of other people's songs. And no matter how much they try to pay homage or to pay tribute to whomever they were covering, be it Deep Purple or whomever, these were other rock groups before Van Halen, they would always sound like Van Halen. Eddie would always sound like Eddie. He couldn't sound like anybody else. And he was a genius. But you see, the thing is, is that he found out what his genius was. But he found out through a lot of hard work, and a lot of trial and error and suffering. I mean, he found out. He went out and, and, and it was who he was for his entire life until he died. And that was it, right? You know, from beginning to end, he was a musician. He was a songwriter. He was a phenomenal guitarist. And my point being that you have to discover whatever that is, that signature sound. But before you find the signature sound, you need to figure out what it is that, who you are. Where is your point of contribution? Where is your place in society leveraging your talents and abilities and your passion? What are your unique intangibles? And as you go looking for them, because we talk about in this, in this, um, in this wish, we talk about it unfolding, which means it's, a, it's really about discovery. And as you go ahead and discover your uniqueness and you start to figure out your intangibles, you cannot allow yourself to be swayed by others or by your own ego. What it shows you is what it shows you. And you, as you start to understand what you're good at, what you're passionate about, where your place is, and you start to work with it, you, you're going to start to move forward and success will follow. And it will follow a lot more quickly and a lot more smoothly than if you were herky-jerky going along trying to figure it, trying to do something that you're really not supposed to be doing. 
You need to be honest with yourself. In many of our episodes, I, I, I make a very clear point that you have to be honest. Honesty is the most important element if you want to win. Honesty with yourself. So once you start to do that, well, you, you'll start to figure some things out. Now, as the, as the quote says, let that which is attracted by your uniqueness manifest in your life. Once again, we're back to vibration. When you accept who you are, when you, when you define it and you refine it and you make it better and you start to work on those talents and abilities that, you, that have unfolded, that you've, that you've realized are there and now you're working them, well, you're going to start to attract everything that is on that level of vibration. And they will be attracted by your uniqueness and they will manifest. And what are we talking about there? Well, surprise, surprise, we're talking about a fulfilled life. And as we part ways, I share my sincere wish with you. May you consent to let your own uniqueness unfold and to let that which is attracted by your uniqueness manifest in your life. Until next time, take care, be kind to yourselves and each other, and remember that ultimately you hold the key. Thanks for your time.